Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how are you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, Jibo himself. Garrett, how are you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here again to tell you the comics coming out for the week of September 27th and 28th. Uh, last week of September. I say this all the time, guys, but it feels like it. And I think as the older you get, the more you recognize how time flies. But already through September, uh, about to reach October. Uh, it, I considered the beginning of September the beginning of spooky season, but then, you know, getting shit ready. But October, that's when you hit the peak, right? We got ghosts, we got goblins, we got witches out there. Um. <laughs> Alex, what's your favorite scary movie? You don't like scary movies, do you? I don't like scary movies. Hocus Pocus. There you go. Oh, I was actually watching that today to get ready for for number two. Garrett, what's... I need to to watch it. Okay, well, then what's the movie that is the scariest you've ever been watching a movie? (sighs) Okay. If we're talking, like, Supernatural or, like... What's the category? Because I got got two categories of scaring the shit out of me. I want to talk about... I'm saying, like, what's the scariest you've ever been watching hmm. in general? <laughs> I would say, man, okay, I got to say two. I'm sorry. Anaconda, obviously, horrifying. No, even where Search for the Blood Orchid Anaconda, the second one, horrifying because you see a pit of, like, condas all at one time. Horrifying. But if it's, like, thriller, psychological, supernatural horror. Oh, Michael Myers, 100%. I could rewatch all of those movies and know when he's going to jump out, and I still get scared just because the guy doesn't talk. He's a really fast walker. He sees you like he's always like 30 yards away, but still can just speed walk right up to you. Except for that last Halloween movie, which was pretty garbage. But like, you, you know, don't like J- John Wick, uh, Michael Myers? That's probably more terrifying. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know about that. They'll take you out. That was a, that was a little far-fetched. Uh, but, uh, yeah, superhero uh, Michael Myers, not as scary as uh, a human being able to do these horrifying things. So, Alex, what about you? Um, I don't know. Like the one scary movie that I'm sure nowadays maybe is not as scary. Maybe it's supposed to be a comedy. Uh, arachnophobia. But I'm afraid of spiders, so... Much like Garrett's uh, Anaconda, the snake, uh, way scary. Have you ever seen Eight-Legged Freaks? I have not, for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, but both of those movies um, that you just mentioned, Eight-Legged Freaks and Arachnophobia. Yeah, I think I think Arachnophobia is supposed to be a horror movie, but it is it has comedic moments. Eight-Legged Freaks is a comedy. It's not scary. <laughs> it's a lot of the CGI, you know. Like the spiders yeah. talk. Yeah, and I had heard that it's it's funnier. I had a guy down at my uh, where I work who had a shirt, and it wasn't eight legged freaks, but I mean it had a big spider on the front of it. I said, "Your shirt, if you had a serious arachnophobic person, would probably give him a heart attack because that shirt was fucking scary." Okay, I will. I have another one. Insidious. Those movies kind of psychologically screwed me up the first couple weeks after it. Cause like it deals with like, being in like a, that like being in hell or at least being in like the demon world. Yeah. So I could not fall asleep. Like I swear to God, like I would, I would say try that to go movie, to sleep after watching that and I could yeah. not fall asleep. 
I'll agree with you on um, that. that movie. I saw Insidious, and that wasn't... No. What's Ethan Hawke? Sinister. 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 That one's fucked up, too. Um, I would say Mama was probably one of the other scary ones. That's that not scary. But it's but scary for me. I mean, I don't I don't go out of my way. Just like when we watched that we movie. Did you see it in theaters, Alex? Uh, what? Did mean you go see it in theaters, Mama? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he was scared he couldn't run. He was right <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> what uh, about you, Marvin? Well, I was going to say that going back to your Insidious, I think that also like is a good movie because like – there's a couple of good jump scares, but then also like at the end when she takes a picture of him, like there's also creepy stuff like that that kind of like just lingers. So, uh, the first Conjury movie, yeah, it's pretty scary, especially the clapping scene. I feel like, and if you'd like never seen it and you're watching that clapping scene, clapping scene, like with the light shut off and everything like that, like the the tension that he builds in that movie, uh, I feel like James Wan uh, builds in that movie. I feel like that scene is uh up there i mean he also did insidious so like the same guy we're talking about um though uh, i would say conjuring not really the freddy movies those are funny to me no you know what even halloween for me i'm afraid of dolls it's like annabelle would be scary um dead silence yes that That marvin i watched that one i've never seen dead silence yeah I thought you and I watched. Maybe it was mm. maybe it was another friend and I had watched it. I've never seen that. So. The show Gabe, I think he and I watched it. I think it's a good one. It's another James Wan one there, Marv. <laughs> that James Wan too, right? I think so. I think actually, so, yeah. Um, I can't think of another one. I mean, like that's the thing. You guys are talking about like you're scared of snakes, scared so anaconda scares you. Alex, you're scared of spiders. Arachnophobia scares you. Like I don't like rodents, but when I see them on TV, it's fine. Like. I would actually have to see one in real life to be afraid of like a rat. Not in what movie. about it? That giant one from Nutty Professor Two? Did that scare you? No. Is that a gerbil? Oh, it's a gerbil. Yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. Like <laughs> even in the original Witches, you ever see that movie? Witches. I would say that oh, movie is yeah. pretty scary as a fucking kid, especially that scene about that girl that gets stuck in the painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they turn to rats, I would say as a kid that kind of I think that might have been the manifestation of my fear of rats. Um, <laughs> but even then, I watched that movie like a million times. Like I wouldn't be afraid to watch it. Um, Garrett, Garrett, when did you become afraid of snakes? Ooh, you know, I think it's just a growing fear over my whole life, and then when you run into uh, like when you see them frequently, and then it just like. I don't know. I just kind of came to this thing. It's just like, man, they have three purposes. Eat, fuck, kill. You know? Like, you would think that's everybody in the world, but that's all they want. They want to eat, they want to fuck, and they want to kill. But guess what? They could do that. They want to eat you, fuck you, and kill you. So... Uh, it's like eat, pray, love, but snakes. It's eat, fuck, kill. So <laughs> the reason I ask, like, I think the reason I'm afraid of spiders is that when I was six years old and I lived in town. I ran through a spider web face first and I had the spider web was in my mouth and in my eyes. And it, it was, I mean, I cried and I screamed and I hollered. Uh, I still remember that day. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm like traumatized. So. Well, you know what I'm thinking of too? What's kind of screwed me up recently with spiders is uh, stranger things season four. I think that there's effing he's here. Black widows everywhere. There he is. The, uh, mm-hmm. Entertainment king of the entertainment capital of the world, Corey. 
Hello, everybody. Corey, what's this? Yeah, I'll put it in post. Corey, what is checking in post? What's your what's the movie? What's your movie going experience that you've been the most afraid of? Like, what movie scare you the most? Like, like actually scare me, or like I'm so scared that it's gonna ruin my idea of what I'm expecting. I don't, I don't know how you came to that second conclusion, but the first one, the first one. Uh, I think the scariest experience I've had in the movie theater is Paranormal Activity too. Like the last ten minutes, I was watching through my fingers. So that movie sucks. No, it doesn't. You take that back. That's the least scary one. Is that the one where she's sitting in the kitchen and the all the cabinets blow open? No, no, well, it's no, the yes, one where no, the guy gets the dragged one. down the stairs. What? By his ankles. That's the one that he no. gets dragged down by his ankles, and you're like, oh, that's so scary. No, it's the aunt from the first one. She comes back in the second one, and she's she... back in the third one. Oh, I know what. <laughs> no, it's the second one where she, the guy's, the husband's on the couch, and she snaps Corey. his neck. Corey, if you give me okay, a moment okay, here, okay. I couldn't think of a movie earlier, but I thought of it now. Um, and it is hereditary. It's the scariest movie I, I think I've seen. That I've never I seen mean, that one. So there's a part, there's two parts. Garrett, sorry, you haven't watched it in time, so you're getting it spoiled. Um, just fine. the part, well, I guess there's only one where she's running on the walls. Like that part, I was like, oh, yeah. Oop. That's, see, that's uh, the, well, that's the thing movie, is like, I was telling them earlier, there's not really like a movie where like, oh, that's too scary. I'm never going to watch that again. But Hereditary, mm-hmm. that scene, like that scene mm-hmm. at the time was freaky. And even now, it's not like a jump scare really even either. It's yeah. like just seeing her doing that and like the way that it's mm-hmm. done, which you've seen in multiple movies before. Somebody being, con- uh, you know, like all conjoined and, and running. We just spoke of Mama earlier like that. But for some reason, mm-hmm. the way it was done in that movie, it's just it just creeped me out. Yeah, one of the other nope. contortionists to do the walking and the sounds and in Mama, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought they had another lady who did. She had done another work that was terrifying. Uh, maybe I don't know. This smile movie that's coming out looks. Uh, uh, the smile. Did you guys see the marketing they've been doing? For yeah. That? So like, I don't like. like I don't like games. smiling like that. But that might be too much for me. That might be my uh, yeah, go-to. That's, yeah. That's like I, I mean, I don't know about the quality of the movie. I haven't heard anything about it, but just. People smiling like that, like that trailer, can't do it. Well, I keep seeing that part where like the girls in her car and her friend walks up to the door and then her head falls down in front of the window, you know, or yeah. rotates like clockwise. I'm like, oh, okay. I but still usually want to when see they're heavy on movie. the promotion, they're that's not even a horror movie. movie. Where all it is is the guy is already well prepared for the shit to happen and just shoots the monster in the face. It's like a ten minute movie. Hmm. Jason shows up uh, with his machete. Which we, which we never talked about, is that Keanu Reeves Constantine is getting a sequel. He is indeed. Oh yeah, and he's cast. Yeah, he's going to star in it. I mean, WB's record right now is not the greatest, so we'll see if it actually happens. But uh, did did get announced? We'll see. Yeah, but I mean, it's Keanu, so you know, Keanu is going to draw people in. Like, I I mean, hey, you know, I'll watch it. Keanu Reeves. I guess to be fair, like they greenlit it now and. Their big thing is they want everything to go theatrical. Like they want all DC movies. They don't want anything that will premiere on the streaming service first. They want to make everything like this big grand show being like theatrical first because they think that 
that kind of material needs to elevate itself above streaming, um, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense. But also, I feel like not everything, like making Batgirl an HBO Max show. I mean, HBO Max movie makes sense. Like, I mean, it's a big risk to put that out theatrical and expect to get back your money on that. But HBO Max, you might right. get some subs. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like a like and even like Titans or Swamp Thing, like that makes sense. HBO Max. Like yeah. save save the theater for Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Like when they make that blue beat up movie, if it ever comes out. Um oh, I think it will. That one I think is definitely You think people hit. go see Blue Beetle? Yeah. Dude, well, the, the lead, he's so charismatic. He's he's such a good actor. Where's he from again? Teen Wolf? No, Cobra Kai, never die. God, Where's he from? That need to watch show? it. Strike hard, strike first. No mercy, sir. <laughs> Put him in a body bag. Yeah. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Uh, <laughs> are you guys going to go see Shazam? Talking about these DC movies. I want yeah. to see Shazam. Shazam. Black Adam. Dude, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu is the bad guys. Yeah, that's why Shazam looks good. Black Adam, I'm just like. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I'm in Black Adam. I'm at Black Adam. Oh Uh, no, I'm not going to go see that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. If I if he would have like, can you shut up for two seconds? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) fuck, I was talking first, (laughs) asshole. If Black, if the trailer in Black Adam, we saw like the Rock like punch through somebody's like chest or stomach, like something gritty R, I'd be like, yeah, let's go, but. And like I've talked with Marvin and you guys all the time. It's just like it just seems like it's the rock won't go that far. It hey, just won't. You know the trailer used to say the age of heroes is over. Now it's time for the anti hero. But yeah. now they cut out the second part. Now it just That's says, all there ever is. Now it just says the age of heroes is over. Like that's the tagline. So it's like Yeah. Why'd you cut out the the second part? Like are you embarrassed now that you've been calling him an anti hero? Like I don't I, I don't get yeah. what but the thing I don't get, like, it doesn't look. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I'm not excited to see it, Alex. And I would only go see it if it's like, hey, somebody's going. I'm like, I, I, I got an extra ticket, you know? Like, that's the interest yeah. level I'm yeah. in right now. But, right. A, it doesn't, for a movie that, you know, costs them a lot of money, doesn't look like that great, uh, right. uh, cinematography wise or even location wise. It, I, the, most of it looks like a shot on a green screen, which I understand the advances they made in that. Like if you look at Mandalorian, how they make that show, like that show looks great, but there's some things that just like, if you can't, if you don't have the top of the line, people putting it together, don't even try Like go location shooting and do that shit. You know, the rock didn't go to fucking, uh, some desert and shoot that. They shot that on a soundstage. And then two, every single scene, that I've seen is every single scene that I've seen. Like they only been showing like five scenes and it makes me think that like that's the majority of the movie and, or the rest of it's not great. Like this is also also a movie that's been in development hell forever. Like this, all the shit was announced, especially the rock was all announced even before uh, the MCU was a thing. Like this was back in the day. They like, this is back when green lantern and Ryan Reynolds was a thing. Like they had planned this movie. Like this movie has been a long time in production, so it also makes me think that this script has probably been through so many revisions that it probably is a piece of shit. <laughs> We're just gonna well, you know what company, I can't get over? Company hey, as a writer. hey, what I can't get Go over ahead. is that fucking tin can on Dr. Fate. 
This is your time to make movie Doctor Fate. I can't look even tell. Amazing. I can't even tell with that picture you sent because when you first said that, I was like, "What's he talking about?" But then you sent that picture. I can't even tell what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's just like I a think, crumpled up can. I think you're right. It looks like a trash can. They got the pu- shit punched out of it, and they said, "Hey, Pierce, put this on. It'll look fantastic." I didn't know what I was looking at. It looked like a progression of um, someone on meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It was good. It got worse. Oof, what happened to you? Oh. Do you guys think Pierce Brosnan's going to sing in this one? Uh, oh, you know, he probably would have to sing it just to make it worthwhile. I know but, Homeboy looked at yeah. his paycheck and sung. Yeah. <laughs> but the way they, I want the it to, to be. Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead and talk. I no one else can. Um, so for the trailer, I'm just saying, and this is the last thing I said, and Gary, you can talk, but before they go for the title head of Black Adam in that trailer, he like there's that explosion. Yeah. And then it's like he puts his hand on the glass of the window. What? Are they expecting the theater to go, oh my God, he's not dead. His hand's on the window. Like it's such a lackluster way to That's end what the I'm trailer. Kind of trying to say but here. I feel like they're expecting us to go ooh and ah. Corey, it's like this was conceptualized and written in a time before all these movies and so like the the way they're presenting him is a way that we would have watched early 2000s like superhero movies yeah right <clears throat> the the thing that i'm wondering is that the standard for the dceu this feels like it's it we've already seen the movie without having to see the movie the things right. that should be shocking would have been shocking 10 years ago when this movie should have been finished and now we're like, this is all we're seeing? What the hell is this? So I will not see it. Uh, I did see Morbius, just off tangent, is on Netflix. I have yet to watch it because I still don't give a yeah, shit. I did see it was on there. And yep, I thought same. I thought about watching it just for the sake of it, but uh, I can't bring myself to do that. So. Yeah, that's got to be a day that you're like super bored and nothing uh, yep. is satisfying you in life. That's when you watch Morbius. That's the, the only thing that's making me want to watch together. And we yeah. do it together and make a uh, commentary. That would be fun. Oh, that would be cheesy. Yeah, the only reason I would want to watch it is just because House of Dragon, Matt Smith, and he's in it. That's the only interest I have of watching that movie. You well, know, with Black Adam, you can tell it's a huge. It's going to be an origin movie, and I think the world is collectively done with origins. So. You know, I, I think it'd be more interesting if you had Shazam, like the Shazam sequel happen, and then Black Adam shows up in that movie just enough where, okay, now we have the Black Adam movie because you got introduced to him in Shazam, and now yep. you're trying to figure out who the hell he is. But instead, they're like trying to, and that's the thing with Black Adam and Shazam. They're so like connected to have them be so separate. Very foolish. Very foolish. I also think that. Black Adam's such a great character and what they've shown so far in this movie. Like, <clears throat> I like The Rock. I think he's entertaining. But the level of complexity that should he should bring with this kind of character, I don't think he's able, he's going to be able to bring. And it's, it's also like, as you stated, Garrett, like the color by numbers kind of origin story. And there's a better way. Like, nobody's saying out here, that you can't have a first movie where you introduce a character to people, but quit having it so that they get their powers during that movie or like go through that same process that we've seen a million times, like find a different way to do it at this point. Like, it's it's almost in a way. And 
uh, this will be the last thing, and then we'll move on from Black Adam talk. But uh, it's almost like how in the early days, you can almost think that like superhero movies now are like how Westerns were before. They became popular, so everybody started making them. Now, you could you know have a whole fucking channel devoted to Westerns. They do. And you could play it 24-7 and, and have enough content to run that. But the great Westerns, or the ones to define that genre, are less than that. And you could probably, you know, name one on both your hands. And, but like towards the end, or at least into that age of, of cowboy movies and, and Western stuff like that, they started reflecting on the actual genre itself and trying to work with that genre and kind of like, you know, play around with it. And that's, I feel like where the stage of superhero movies needs to be today because of like, the amount of volume and uh, exposure we've had at this point is different than before. I think we're towards a, almost like a, a boiling point. I think we're actually almost there. I think Marvel's putting a little bit too much out right now. And people are getting kind of sick of it. It doesn't mean these are going to stop. Mm-hmm. It does mean, though, that like you got to start doing something different. Like Every superhero movie is not going to just you know break the bake because it's the next one. Mm-hmm. And I think they're learning that. Like Each of these movies that comes out, they're like, hey, this doesn't perform to what we expected. And it's like, yeah, you have to put something out that's great still. Like, for a while there, you could just put something out and people would be excited to go see it. Now they'll wait. Uh, but, Corey, I called you because obviously a very exciting announcement that you wanted to make uh, that uh, you'll be coming to town this weekend. That is not true. Sorry, Wednesday comic fans. Uh, I will not be making it to Supercon. No, that's okay. After you hung up last week, we said you wouldn't be here. So uh, we knew. Mm -hmm. We knew deep down inside of our hearts that you wouldn't. But actually, no, I'm just kidding. The announcement of that actually happened hours uh, prior to this podcast was, speaking of the MCU and doing something different, uh, 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 Daredevil, uh, Deadpool had a little announcement video in which they announced that Wolverine will be in Deadpool 3 coming out September 6th. 2024 um and so it would have hugh jackman returning in the wolverine role and i just was calling you uh what are your thoughts on that if anything could save the current state of the mid cu it's (laughs) hugh jackman (laughs) oh that's so good oh that was good bro oh i just keep thinking about guys I'm sorry at Marvel at me. All right. And it's not even cause I like, don't like the show. I still haven't watched she Hulk from last week. Like I was watching shark tank tonight and I'm like, gosh, I got to hurry up and watch she Hulk before Thursday, but there's just nothing pulling me to it. And it's not because like, I don't like the actor or anything. There's just no point to it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's, like when I'm watching, I'm like, it's okay. But like I watched Andor. Uh, I finished Andor last night. I'm all cut up. Like, wow, this is a well-written show. I will give credit where credit's due. This is well done. And I think She-Hulk and even Miss Marvel have, besides all the bullshit that people are saying that I don't want to even get into, like the the toxic fan base, but anybody else from that, people who just like are not really, like like you were saying, not getting pulled to it, I tell you, it's overexposure from this stuff because like they made it so that it's very weird that the MCU was like every piece of this puzzle is important. And you should watch it. And they made it so that like they trained us to be like, expect this to tie to the next one, but also yep. like, be its own entertaining thing. And then with the hell, I'll say the last phase of stuff, they just stopped doing that. 
and kind of just made like these silly shows and movies. And it's like the way that you trained us to watch these movies is not what you're putting out right now. So like, and also it's overexposure. Like how many, like I know I'm not watching She-Hulk, but I could just wait, what, six weeks and then I'll have a a movie to watch. Like if I'm not into Uh it. So like before it was like, this is the thing coming out right now. Like I would have to watch it. Um, what about Rings of Power, though? You caught up on that? I am caught no, up on that. I, still, I have still... I am uh, only finished the first two. I still got three episodes. <sighs> I know. But so, that's the thing. I think they should... Like I said this a couple weeks ago. They should stop making the TV shows. Or in this yeah, I think so. Or just don't make it... 85% post-pandemic world. There's no point to be doing you these You know what TV I'll shows. say? I'll say Jeff Lowe was right. Should be a separate universe. Those TV shows. Like, oh, yeah, that's fine with me, too. Or like, be self-contained. You know, like, it doesn't need to be part of the yeah. movies. I don't need shit happening in WandaVision that it'll appear on the movies. Like, I would love, love if, and they obviously have already not done this, so there's no way they can go back on this, but if they were like, oh, yeah, these are part of the MCU, but these are characters that probably won't mix with, you know, these other characters because the stories will tell on TV. Obviously, we're doing, you know, Kang. We did Thanos. Like these are characters that are street level. These are characters that like really, even in the comics, contain themselves in their own worlds. And we still want to tell those stories, but obviously it makes more sense to do them on the TV show. So like, I don't know. She-Hulk makes sense, right? She could probably appear in the movie, but it doesn't matter. Like, uh, if, if you have to watch the movie or the TV show, but the TV show is really just what, what we're getting right now. And then you could have, you know, Daredevil, which I'm sure he'll appear in the movies, and I'm sure he—I mean, he has already, but I'm sure he'll be part of King's thing. But it's also like, why though? Like, why? Why? If I if I was a, you know the uh, a superhero, and I'm like, yeah, let's get Daredevil, and I was like, dude, can only—he's just a regular dude. Like, it's not strong or anything. You know what I mean? He has no powers, so why would I bring him? So like those type of people, those are the people I think you should focus on. Like, do a Howard the Duck TV show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he could be in the MCU and comment on it, but he's not getting, he's not fighting Kang. Yeah. But, anyways, Hugh Jackman's back, baby. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, and this could get them back on track. Like, this could, I mean, of course, it's not till 2024, but like that idea, like, it just plays with the imagination and creativity of your brain. Like, what's going to happen here? Like, because, I mean, Logan was such a good send off. And they would have had to tell because, you know, how he was so like, hey, go out while you're on top. So the idea they bring to him had to have been so good to bring him back into the fold. You know, I'm, you pretty, much, I'm pretty sure Ryan Reynolds said, you, you are the only one who can be the Wolverine to counter my Deadpool. And Hugh Jackman, I'm sure, is pretty much at the point where he goes, you know what? If you give me a good enough script or you tell me I get to be Wolverine one more time. I will take it. And so they must have come forward. He's like, hell yeah, give it to me. Well, the guy's gotten a break, too. Like, if you think about it, he did, what, 11 Wolverine movies? He's in, like, 10 years, 10, 15 years. Like, he's had some time off. So maybe he's like, yo, I got some fuel in the tank left. You know, I'm dancing on Broadway or whatever. I can still, you know, sport these claws and jump around and stab some folks. So, like... I think he's still got time. Like, I think he could still pull it off. And like, you know, maybe that was just the Fox version of Wolverine was done. Now we got MCU Wolverine. So, I mean, also because now people are thinking like, does that mean is it going to be like a kind of fantastic for Reed Richards thing? Or is it like 
this whole movie will be the like this movie will take place in the 20th century Fox universe. And at the very end, Deadpool falls into the MCU. Yeah. Kind I of mean, thing. that's a possibility, but also at the end of Deadpool two, I remember he was like bouncing around different times in universes. That's why he yeah, showed up right. for Green Lantern um, in the mm-hmm. end of that movie. So like, that's probably the most likely thing that's going to happen is that he goes into the X-Men universe and whatever happens in that movie, pushes them to the MCU Deadpool. And I think, I think this is Hughes last time he's they're like, Hey, this is just you and a time frame before Logan. Like that's still going to be your final Wolverine story. Like this is something that just takes place at a uncertain, like a undisclosed time. And really at the end of it, like Deadpool goes to the MCU and then we can then start a new thing with Wolverine. But, um, I think you're right. Gary, like he's had time off. I mean, what's he? What's he really done since he's greatest had showman? Greatest showman. Yeah, music man coffee. on Broadway. I guess that's true, but I mean, he. That's what I mean. Like he's had time to do the things he wanted to kind of do, and he can go do a movie. He hasn't really been part of like the blockbusters anymore. He obviously went away from that because he's had enough of that. But that's why he probably feels okay. Be like, yeah, I can go do it again. Let's do it one more time. Mm-hmm. Boom. I hope it's not the last time, but if it was, I'm cool. I mean, if they're recasting, they're recasting. Until they give more zeros, and then they'll be like, well, I guess I'll sign on for a 10-picture deal. I think that man's made plenty of zeros, and he's still down to earth. So I don't even know if he'd be doing it for the money. He's probably doing it for the fans, going, hey, you know what? Uh, I know Alex, Corey, Marvin, and Garrett want to see me one more time. I'll do it for Wednesday Comics. You know how they got him back, right? They said, hey. Deadpool, Wolverine, musical scene. <laughs> Honestly, I can see it. And he's like, I'm in. But also, I was talking about, I, I pointed out, and Alex, I know you commented on that, like, what if they do that good, the bad, the ugly storyline that they they did in, during Jerry Dugan's run? Um, what would, Can you give a quick synopsis, uh, Alex, on uh, that that arc? You re- don't, they you remember? To, don't they go to Vietnam? And that's where Deadpool ends up meeting that the what do they call them the non-x-men or like the really mutate not even really mutated x-men there was a nightcrawler there was a kitty pry there was a colossus but they were defected oh was it north korea they went to was it north korea or vietnam i think it was north korea because they go to they go to like a camp essentially and both captain america wolverine and deadpool are there that's where he finds out he has a daughter because they're all being punished and tortured. Yeah. But uh, mostly, it's honestly like the first time you get to see Deadpool come to grips with having a daughter, having a child, and it's not all funny like everyone wants him to be. He has serious moments, and it was phenomenal. And I did look in that that teaser. It could mean, mean something. It could mean nothing that he's kind of more in the gray Deadpool suit. Oh, we're getting X Force. But maybe, maybe, maybe instead of making an X Force movie, they just say, "Hey, just make a Deadpool 3. I mean, Cable's still around, right? I tell you what, this movie has the chance to. I mean, it's still two years away to beat Captain America: Winter Soldier as my number one MCU movie. I thought No Way Home could do it. Yeah, it's close, but not quite. This movie has it. Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, two fantastic characters. I'm ready for it. When he's time traveling, he I could think, meet. Yeah, he could meet a nice I think, cable. I, 
you know, somebody who's on his side. He's got Colossus still there. Mm-hmm. I just think Kevin Kevin Feige went to went to Hugh and he was like, "Hey, you know, I've been sucking so bad. Like I've been so <laughs> mid, not bad. I haven't been bad, but I haven't I've been, been as good as so I used many to dudes. be." Oh, gosh. He, he had a he had a conversation with Hugh Jackman and uh, what's what's uh, Patrick Stewart and. You know, he gave him the whole speech from Days of Future Past. It's like, well, you have to hope again because, like, dude, seriously, you're high on cocaine right now because what are you doing? Corey. At Kevin Feige at me. How long do you think they'll be the, the mid-CU? Um, I think they'll be the mid-CU. I mean, what's what's even on the agenda? Black Panther's uh, next. I don't even know what's coming. You know what? Like, Let's wait until we get past uh, Secret Invasion. Oh yeah, Marvels, but like Secret Invasion. Oh, Secret Invasion. I mean, that still is a fine, but like, there's been nothing in this phase for besides No Way Home. That's still that a fine. Felt cinematic at all. Uh, I was gonna say we can make you a T-shirt that says "Mid CU." Would you wear it? I would. Right now, I definitely <laughs> would. But then, what if it's not mid anymore? You can't wear it anymore. Huh? I mean, you could always put it but on when something comes out that's made. I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it uh, if they screw up Daredevil Born again, it's not it's not going to be it's not going to go well for me. We'll see. Yeah, I'll wear like that said, shirt if, if they screw like, up Daredevil. When I was saying She Hulk, has nothing to do with like the toxic fandom or anything like that. It's just. There's no arc. There's no story. Like it's, it's just yeah, a it day really in is. the life. I'm like, it's a show that okay. would be on TV and be a weekly show and not really have a overarching story. So, yeah. So that's. I mean, and it's like you said, the MCU taught us differently to expect it to tie to have an over arc to connect, and it's just been disjointed. Garrett, if uh, if Daredevil is not good, I'll make you a shirt that says Daredevil Mid again. Boom. Uh, but I can't be mid again. It uh, was with, with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, come on. For its time, that I can't believe I hate <laughs> that shit on that movie, okay? Director's it's, Cut it's, was it's good, okay? Rock. I mean, go back and watch it, guys. I know you were 18 uh-uh. when it came out, but damn, I was going to say, child, I was, it was good. <laughs> I, I was... <laughs> Either a senior or in college when we came out. So like, see, wake me up was it, was it 2003. Oh, then I was a junior. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So I would have been, I would have been 13. So well, that's 13 years older than us. And I was, yeah. And when I said senior, <laughs> I meant, no I meant an old man, not you know senior <laughs> at that time. So. It's because they're old as shit, Corey. That's what I'm trying to say. I get it. <laughs> hey, only superhero movie I fall asleep to. Midnight premiere, Green Lantern. And all I can say there. So that oh, was the most heartbreaking least. day of our friendship, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well played, Marvel. Well played. <laughs> that was very good. Very well done. I was like, man, not even Blake Lively saved that movie. <laughs> that same song. Wow. What's his name? Tahiki? He's in that movie. Taiku. Taiku. Tahiki. He's in that movie. I know. He's the nerdy best best friend. Yeah. And he couldn't even save it. (coughs) Yeah. Dude, fuck. 
Mark Strong is in that movie and he couldn't save it as Sinestro. Oh, it's like perfect God. fucking casting. He should have been the perfect bad guy. It's like the perfect casting and they're like, you know what though? Cloud. <laughs> Mid-credit scene. Sinestro. Yellow Lantern. <laughs> I would, I would like to see like a, a battle between the Parallax Cloud versus the Galactus Cloud from Rise of the Silver Surfer. Hey, they're still win? making the TV series, so we still got hope for that. For which one? Green Lantern. I mean, if they go a different direction, uh, what Alex, what did you just say? I want to know who would win between the Parallax Cloud and the Galactus Cloud from Rise of the Silver Surfer. A vacuum. <laughs> there you go. All right, Corey. Uh, uh, since we won't see you this weekend, I'm going to say we'll talk to you next week. Uh, you want to give your sign off? Yeah, this is uh, hashtag guest host one. I'm so disappointed in the mid CU right now. Just at MCU Disney, do better. Like, give us the quality we deserve. Okay. And that your fans, especially the Wednesday comic fans, deserve this is hashtag guest host one signing off stay classy san francisco <laughs> ta ta turbo man get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> there we go there's some uh entertainment talk from the entertainment capital of the world uh the entertainment king but let's get into these comic books uh, coming out this week old dog number one this is declan shelby declan shelby doing art and writing, um, Act 1, Issue 1, Jack Lynch was a once-promising CIA operative on the eve of retirement. Looking back at a failed career, he is tasked with one final mission that goes horribly wrong. He wakes up years later to a changed world and deeper changes within him when a shadow group offers Lynch a second chance at an adventure, excuse me, a life of adventure, he's paired with the last person he could ever imagine. In order to adjust, this old dog will have to learn some new tricks. Garrett, what do you think? Uh, I'm excited for this because, you know, I feel like uh, we don't have an, uh, an old man book anymore uh, leading the way to teach all these, uh, you know, younger folks uh, what the world's like. So I'm kind of thinking of it like old man Logan. I know this is a spy story, but I'm like, the guy looks gritty and like that he could definitely uh, take a couple folks on. And um, so I'm excited for that kind of story, like a retired, you know, spy CIA agent uh, getting back in there and uh, doing things the way it should be done. So I'm pretty pumped. Declan Shelby, I think, too, is a great artist. Uh, Writing wise, I, I can't remember. I think he did. He did some art for Deadpool. Speaking of Deadpool and Jerry Dugan's run, um, obviously also the uh, Moon Knight series with Warren Ellis. And he did, did he do trees? I think he did trees. Um, some other stuff too, but he's a great artist. Uh, Lazarus Risen, number seven. Greg mm-hmm. Rucka, Michael Lark, Fracture 2, Conclusion. Forever Carlisle was the Lazarus River family until now. You know, we only get one of these a year, Alex, so we got to appreciate them. The last one came out in August 2021. So, and how great is it? The next, the the issue we've received here, which is almost like you said, almost a year later, is now a conclusion of an arc. I probably forgot what happened. So, (laughs) hopefully, there's a previously. Yeah, (laughs) remind us what happened. This isn't black Uh, magic, okay? There's going to be a previously. 
you know what blows my mind with Image is how, and honestly, the promise was made that this was going to be a quarterly book, uh, which obviously fell on the wayside. And I get Greg Rucka has been busy doing other stuff. I understand that. Uh, well-awaited book. I know, I'm hoping it's going to be as beautiful as what I remember Lark's art to, Lark's art to be. Um, I've missed Greg Rucka's writing, so I'm excited to get back into it. It's just unfortunate that it has been such a long time. Um, so all, all, all speed ahead. I'm ready to read it. It's going to be fantastic. We just got to get to it and hope and hope that it comes out tomorrow or Wednesday. (laughs) You'll get a resolicit, uh, tomorrow, like an hour before the shop opens. (laughs) I mean, we are making jokes about it being delayed, but I think you're right there, Alex. Very excited. Uh, always great stuff. Uh, human target number seven, Tom King, Greg Smallwood. Uh, another book uh, speaking about being on a hiatus, but this was a planned hiatus. So, uh, the claim series returns, and Christopher has only days left to solve his own murder. The intrepid detective might have met his match. However, when fire smolders into his life, what secrets does this flaming femme fatale hold? And will the human target get burned? Uh, I think this series so far has been fantastic. The art's been fantastic. The storytelling, uh, obviously, another. So far, at least, Tom King Mini, that is uh, fantastic. I feel like, and I've stated it before, I'll say it again, that that's Tom King's sweet spot is the, the Mini. And I look forward to this one. It's been a little break, but I feel like if we can consistently get the rest of the issues out, then I, it would, it, it's worth it. So, Where did you guys read the, uh, the Tales of the Human Target one shot? I have it. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I think it's very, very good. I can't remember. I know I I read something recently, Human Target related. So it might have been that. Who knows? (laughs) Brought to you by Rainbow Comics and Cars.com. That's Rainbow Comics and Cars.com, your definitive source for all things comics. Go to Rainbow Comics and Cars.com for more information. Physical location in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, or anytime online. Rainbow Comics and Cars.com. Uh, Coming up next year, we have a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents <laughs> The Wake by Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy on art. Oof. Number five. You're right, number five. The Wake number five, the finale of part one. Uh, Garrett, what do we think? I think this is one you said that I might not like as much. I don't remember no, what you were saying one. last week, Mar, but I enjoyed this book. Um, I still find it very unlikely that uh, the hunter man, is it Keen? Um, Meeks? Meeks, yeah, sorry, Meeks. This guy is just like the Dusex Machina on every plot line. So he survived the monster attacking him, and then he just has this magic hunting ship in the submarine that no one else knows about except him. How convenient. doesn't matter. He's dead. Huh? Now he's dead. That's true. (laughs) That is true. But I still think like, uh, it was a strong issue. I mean, the giant mermaid still scared the crap out of me. Kind of give me that Godzilla kind of vibe there. And, uh, I do like the science behind like, how that mermaid society has kind of like been waiting for 
for this event to trigger their kind of like taking over of the world. So I like that. Um, hey, and don't have to worry about him anymore either. Got, like definitely. Worry. Sorry, go ahead. Don't have to worry about the big guy anymore either. Dead. Yeah. Well, I've not confirmed. Well, Just blood coming out of his head. Hands blown off. Wait, his head was so? Was his head blown off too? Just hands. No, just bleeding. I don't think his head was bleeding. We Come don't know on. if his face got ripped off. Your hands or not, get but. blown off. You're bleeding to death. You're not stopping. <laughs> but uh, the one thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, is the cliffhanger. Um, well, we got uh, Waterworld, I guess. So uh, is that lady the same as the one that, like, leaf from the below? Well, it's the same one from the beginning, yeah. Okay. So it's. But she's not the same girl that was in the like. No, no. It's a different person altogether. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. She that she died. This is this is a time jump, Garrett. But what do you mean she died? She was she was. All you see is it fade to black. But the girl's name is Lee, and the first person's name was Lee. Yeah, but her name is Leeward. Mm-hmm. The other girl's name is just Lee. Bro, so maybe maybe that they're stuck inside of a sub sinking to the of bottom Lee. of the ocean. Meeks died. He's not bringing him back. I don't, hey, yeah, I thought Meeks died you'll, before. So you'll find out next week what happens. I will too remind myself of what had happened. Uh, I am actually super stoked to hear your response next week. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, is it is it lazy storytelling if you have two characters named Lee? Well, well, who knows? They might be related some way. Yeah, and maybe you're starting to realize why uh, the second part's convoluted. So, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I will say the time jump is got me a little on edge. I'm like, man, that's not really the story that I thought I was going to be getting in this. I thought it was going to be more so about yeah. what's been going on in this first arc. But welcome to the party, pal. Well, yeah, it, so, so. The, the shitty thing with issue five, and I noticed it the second time reading it, for the fact that I know things are coming up, um, all they did was lay the groundwork for the future issues. This was the Eternals of this book. I was just gonna. I was thinking that. Damn it! I think the first but five. I and, didn't think it was bad. I thought everything yeah, up until yeah. the last couple pages was really good. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, if you see the flashbacks or the flashes of the other stories they've had throughout these five like that's why throughout i've been saying like i don't i didn't like those parts of it because i know like what that leads to and i feel like this simple story that we've had in these five for first issues it does get kind of complicated going forward and i won't say more than that we'll, we'll figure that out as we go along but i i think garrett what you just stated and we'll see it's been years so we'll see but I remember at the time thinking the same exact thing, like this was not the story I thought I was reading. So we'll see. Yeah. Cause it does jump, as you can tell, Waterworld, it does jump pretty far in the future. Yeah, and I I'm just like, hopefully it's connected enough besides it's just the mermaids taking over the world kind of thing. You know what? Honestly, I don't even remember how much it's connected. So we'll, well see. And that's the only thing is I, I remember not enjoying the last five. But I don't remember why. So I remember I'm seeing things now as we go. I'm excited to read six through ten or six through however far you guys want to go when it starts to turn to shit. Um, so I, I am excited. I'm just also kind of weary. It's kind of like oh, when you were Trillium the first time and you didn't like it. I'm hoping I had the same revision that you did in Trillium. Mm. 
We'll see. Yeah, I remember why. We'll I, see, I suppose. I remember why I don't like the second part, Alex, and I'm just waiting for it to happen and us to have a conversation about it. So I I, I think I remember, but I, I'll I'll still be surprised when I read it. But like you stated, Garrett, this issue was good. The art's fantastic. I think the art stays consistently great throughout the whole series, so that's not going to be an issue. So at least you'll get great uh, art by Sean Murphy. But I think where the second part is going to start going, and you kind of see it towards the end of the story, you should start realizing that the first five were more kind of set up for this kind of grandiose world story. And the story he wants to tell in the next five issues, I feel like it's too big for those next five issues. And I think at the time, Alex, we were talking, be like, I wonder if there's going to be more of this. And obviously it hasn't, <laughs> you know, 13 years later. Um, 13? No, I don't know. How many years later? Yeah, I think um, it's 2008. Or no. Whatever. 14? Whatever. Yeah, but still a while. And it should a sequel would have came out if it was going to come out. But um, I think that's what, it's one of the first times and kind of where I got the nugget that sometimes maybe Scott writes too big for what he has. So we'll see. Like I said, that was my that was my thought back then. I might go back to this and be like, you know what? I thought it was convoluted, but not really. Because I also thought that the the gap between this issue and the next issue, uh, remember our recollection of it was that it was a long time, and it turns out it was four months, which is nothing these days. I would take four well, months. Out of, okay, back then, four months was a long time when we were fuck. caught up on comic If books, Lazarus so. was four months in between issues, I would be happy. I mean, it's supposed to be. I would be happy, but... So we'll see. I enjoyed so far. Like I said, it's been great. So we'll see how, uh, and as you said it, uh, Garrett, like I have a little, uh, lassophobia. And so like, that's the shit that kind of scares me. So I guess maybe, uh, like a Jaws might be a scary movie, but <laughs> things in deep water like that. So that big guy and also a little bit of Megalo, uh, phobia about big things like that. So he is, I think just because of his scale and because he, where he comes from, he was kind of freaky too. So remember in the first issue you made a com- you made a comment saying it's too bad that they kind of blew the blew the big reveal in the first issue and i was like i don't think that's the big reveal like the big guy is the big reveal and mm-hmm. i'll say now i think it's kind of a shame that they blew that big reveal in the middle of the series i mean obviously it's a catalyst for what comes next but as you stated maybe not that's not the story that i want to see so what once again We'll see. We'll see. I had a I had a flashback to Department H when Lee was sitting in the what is now the dying powerless sub, and she's sitting in the black, and all you can see is the screen in front of her. <sighs> Remember when those guys got caught in that tiny little box yeah. in Department H? I awesome. Mean, that page of it going black and her talking to her son as the ship kind of tips, you can see that she's more vertical than her horizontal. I think that's fantastic. Like I said. Sean Murphy doing what Sean Murphy does, which makes Sean Murphy like the the amazing artist that he is today. I'm a storyteller, I'll say. Um, like even now when he's doing his own stuff and doesn't only just regular himself to the art, uh, he knows how to com- compose a shot and tell a story. And I think this issue where it succeeds is a lot of it is on Sean Murphy and the way that he kind of lays out those panels. So that's a fucking great scene as you call as you call that, Alex. Like. It does reminisce back to uh, uh, Dial H, Dial H, Department H, um, <laughs> and but like Sean Murphy's art, like that's something like even if I am reading the issues and like it, there's some things that I don't like, 
I remember because I did. I, I'm gonna be honest. honest. I just skip forward a couple of pages and like read a little bit of the next issue. It it I remember it's it looks fantastic. I remember that thing at the time. You're like, this is fucking great art. And uh, you kind of like see Sean Murphy. You know how he loves drawing vehicles and shit like that. You get into that kind of Sean Murphy going forward. So look forward to that, Mister uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, there we go. Book club book. Uh, next is something that uh, uh, we never expected to talk about. But I one day was <clears throat> sitting there being like, "Hey, I want to read something," and uh. TMNT, The Last Run, number one, caught my eye. I said, let me check this out, issue one at least, and see if uh, this is good or not. And I read the whole thing, and I continued to read, and then I said, hey, we should talk about it on the show. When I told you we should talk about it on the show, I think it was on issue three. And I have since completed it. Uh, this is uh, Tom Eastman and Kevin Waltz. Other way around. Kevin Eastman, Tom, Tom Waltz. Kevin Eastman, mm-hmm. uh, writing this story. Um, and doing some of the art, not all the art, the flashbacks. I know who who does the the other art though. Oh, uh, what's his name? Because Peter Laird is is on the book as well, but I think he does part of the storyboard. Let me go find the my actual book. Yeah, I was gonna say I have no knowledge. I got it right here. Alex. <laughs> God damn it! I pushed the wrong one though. Okay, so story is Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. Script was Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Uh, let's see. Pencils and inks by Esau and Isaac Escorza. Ben Bishop and Kevin Eastman on color assistance. There's a whole flight, fleet's worth of people on here. But anyway, the pencils and inks is Esau and Isaac Escorza. So this tells a story of a future in which there's one turtle left, the last Ronin. And the first issue is kind of him on a suicide mission to kill the person who is responsible for the destruction of his whole family, or at least the way that he sees it. Um, a very action-packed issue. And then the rest of the story is what he finds out from there and his, his attempts to uh, get his revenge on uh, this person. Um, reading that first issue, I'll say this. So let me quickly tell you like my journey through these five issues five issues yeah five issues mm-hmm. um issue one fantastic like out of the box him trying to and the way that it was kind of written obviously it's it almost feels like a throwback and i know that originally it was kind of an homage to frank miller and daredevil but it really does feel like that in that first issue a lot and um i liked the narration a lot i like the art a lot in that first issue uh, a lot of good things about that first issue. Um, as it proceeded, I liked all the things kind of happening in the present day. Um, I think that there was one flashback with how Casey and, and Leo pass away with the building exploding. If that lasted a little too long, it kind of like gets mudded with some kind of side stuff in the middle, but I think it ends great. Um, and I think the art's fantastic. The way they portray Mikey, like, it is sad. that ending is fucking sad, dude. When mm-hmm. he dies and he's like with his brothers again, but then he can finally go back to being the lighthearted one out of the group and the little, you know, the youngest, and being like picked on by them, and then saying, uh, "It's great to all be back together in the city." Um, after he passes away, um, 
I think it's a great TMNT story, obviously from the original creators, but like even if you're somebody who's been kind of outside the whole IDW run that they've been doing, like it's a great story um, if you've been a past TMNT fan, uh, TMNT fan to like, jump in and just be like and have a good five issue contained run. I think five issues was, was great. You know, they didn't need more than that. Um, and I think it, it took it, a very long time to come out too, issue by issue. So the first very long, yeah, because it was like every other month, roughly sometimes two months before another issue would come out. But you, guys, but you were getting oversized issues too, though. What did you guys think of it? You liked it? <clears throat> yeah, I liked it a lot. I th- I thought what was a big chunk of the fun was kind of figuring out at first which turtle um it was so i remember that being a lot of the fun and excitement but the art was always good and like it's kind of like you know the uh kind of what i was saying like old dog it's like the last of the turtles it's like old man michelangelo it's it's like this is all he's got left uh to finish up uh what's been going on and you know take back new york city and i thought it was just a hell of a ride and you know the only unfortunate part of it coming out so delayed is like you kind of forgot about kind of what was going on. You know, I, I'd have to reread a lot and like by the time you get to the end, it does get, uh, it's very emotional and it's a very dark book. So it's, you know, it's, it's intense, but it was a fun ride. And man, I just love when there's like that kind of creativity in a, in a universe when you feel, you feel like there's a formula constantly, this really shook up the formula and made it a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it to an extent. Uh, there were my like being nitpicky stuff. I really loved the first issue when we find out who it is. Um, number two was fantastic with the raft story. I loved that one. Three was the one that I I I still struggle with, and I still tell everyone that it's my least favorite because of the way that Leo and Casey are taken out. It just seems super anticlimactic like when you go from two and how raf goes down uh to the leo casey death that's not as exciting uh i feel like they got the the shaft donnie and splinter i enjoyed that one in number four and then when you get to the wrap up in five i really did like it It was it was a phenomenal Mm -hmm. book for i i've read the first like five issues of the original run i have uh, not any of the issues, but I have them in a collected edition, and it's fantastic. Um, I really did enjoy it, and I did not get teary-eyed. There was no tears. Um, Those your boys, but but that's I mean that's the thing is I I was anticipating that I would be sad, but near the end of the book, when Mikey is getting he's getting tired. I mean he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's doing good damage to uh, Oro- hang on Oroku Hiato. I'd, I'd be tired too, getting the shit kicked out of him when he dies and he's finally at peace. And that was the last thing that he had told uh, Casey Marie Jones to know. She goes, I've taught, you know, this, my journal has all the things for you to learn, but don't forget this last one is the most important one. And it was to no peace. Um, it was a fen- phenomenal way to end it. And then to have that nice little epilogue, not of her epilogue, but his epilogue. Of like I said, going up to heaven or wherever he went to see his brothers, to see his dad, see Casey, and to be on patrol again as a family. Um, a good way to wrap it up. And then they left the book open to 
either be extended or at least to your interpretation of what will happen down the line. I think you leave it there. Like, it, there's no point in making. Well, it they need to leave it there because even if they, if the end of it was to imply that she was going to have four other turtles and name them the same thing, the story would never be the same because it would not be the authentic four. It would be. But I also think like <clears throat> it's also like as Mikey stated, no peace. So instead of seeking revenge or seeking some sort of, you know, falling into anger, she's like, I'm going to give back. And she, instead, they decide to raise turtles and she's going to teach them so much. So, um, I hope it stays ambiguous like that, you know, like, yeah, that's I, what hope I mean. they don't double dip into that. that I don't era. think there's a point of a second series. I think you just leave like that and your imagination can run on how that ends up in the future. So I think we, like you stated, Alex, like that Leo and Casey one, I think that might be it because like, it seems like it lasted for a little too long and they kept being like, they kept getting caught and be like, Hey, where are you at? And they'd be like, I'm stuck here. And then for it just to end in the explosion was kind of anticlimactic. Be like, okay, we said all this time just for it to blow up. Like they can't go down in a fight, like or something. Like when, like when Raph goes up against Cry and Cry stabs him in the water, that made sense. He went to go pick a fight. He thought he was going to win. He got outnumbered. When Donnie and Splinter are at the meeting and they get betrayed, that made sense. I had a hard time believing the most strategic mind of the turtles got caught up in the um, second time around and boom, blew up with Kate and with Casey. That's the weird thing. I just three made it be where they couldn't figure out a good way to kill Leo off where it made good sense. So they had to kill him in an accident. I mean, not an accident, but in something uncontrollable, boom, the building blew up with them inside. And also it's like, it blew up with them inside it. Also, Mikey, uh, the robot, April, and somehow they all survived. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, even the ro- the robot's the one that's just like, that should, be, like, he should have just been blown up. Like, I understand, like, they need him, obviously, story-wise to do that thing in the fourth issue, but, like, logic-wise, if they died in the explosion... They should have, at least, very least, the robot should have been, you know, <laughs> fully destroyed. Yeah. Um, and I know April lost once again lost two uh, two limbs, a, a leg and a arm. That's a lot of blood. I don't know if you <laughs> survived that. Maybe Mikey, you could say, you know, because he's a mutant and he obviously was. Uh, uh, oh, I will say this: the one thing I thought a little too much. And a little too, like, the logic jump from this to this was a little too much is when April's like, yeah, me and Casey from just being around you guys for so long, we've been affected by the mutant too. And so now my daughter, she's a mutant. And I was just like, okay, that's, it seems kind of fucking weird. <laughs> but, well, well, honestly, that might explain why she didn't get killed in the explosion. But when she started talking about it and and the daughter's realizing she's not human and she goes, I, I have the strength and I'm healing factor and all that jazz... Uh, I thought the reference was going to be that uh, April was a little promiscuous and like, what the hell happened? I'm glad that they fixed it just saying, hey, I've been around you guys too long. Still doesn't make sense because the the turtles are radiating. Yeah, they're radiating. Like, aren't they? It's not like they have the gene still in them. Like, it just mutated. Like, if you get radiation on you, let's say for anything, like if you were in front of an x-ray, Alex, you, the next day you don't have x-ray on you like 
you, it affected your body and how it affected your body. Like that's what happens, but it doesn't like radiate off you continuously. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the, so the only thing that would have made sense is if all their battles, the turtles had gotten blood on them, then maybe the blood oh. could have gotten soaked up into their skin. You know what it might have been? Every time uh, Mr. Uh, Splinter made them soup, he took a piss in it. And uh, eventually... Gross. Eventually, hey, that's that fucking... That's that rat. He made a funny. All right? <laughs> and he, he thought he was always funny. <laughs> Turned out. He's like, oh, you're a mutant now. That's funny. Um, (laughs) You freaks. (laughs) Ten flips now. Uh, What was I going to say? Mutant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if maybe Alex, that's how it was first pitched me. Like, let's make April. She fucked one of these turtles. And then they're like, hold up. Let's just make it so that they rated off mutant. And they they change her to be the mutant. (laughs) And it's Casey. (laughs) Like, but like, it, that's what I'm saying. It's very strange that like, you like the goal obviously is to make the her daughter be part mutant, and then they're like, how do we get there? Like, yeah. that seemed like a second afterthought versus like, okay, this happened, and then what happens then? Um, anyways, though, I, I like her daughter. I like the, I, her in the story too. And if anything, I would say I like I would like to see more just because I like that character, but also I feel like. If you do more, I think it just ruins the story. I think the story is great as a five-issue last TMNT story, the last story about this, the original four. So, And I've been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, what I found, uh, spo- little spoilers, not really, but um, the first issue of, of Last Ronin is kind of like the first, I would say level, kind of like the first like level you play in that game. Something happens, and he wants to go get his revenge, so he basically does a suicide mission towards the tower so when i was reading that i was like holy shit i can't, this is the same thing and so i'm like which one of these things came out first who ripped off who uh i don't know no probably nobody that's a like a very um coincidental coincidental yeah but you know what is funny uh, uh speaking of not this uh, last run anymore but by the way if you like team and t uh and uh what we said so far even that spoils some things uh, but I think it's very much worth it for the if you look at if you want looking for an action kind of title, I think that really touched that that really uh, scratched that itch for me. I had a great uh, kind of action title, um, and I sent you guys a little snip, a little snip um, of towards the end. Mikey's all bandaged up; he looked like Mar from Sin City, and yeah. I was I remember just staring at that, being like, "That's why I like that art so much because it was like it's so." throwback to the kind of gritty style that it's supposed to be, or at least TMT was originally that, um, and with the flashbacks being that same art style that they did back in the day, I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, those kind of nods to it. So, um, but what was I going to say? Oh, also in Ghost of Tsushima, you know what happens? Uh, every once in a while, there is part of the score that does this kind of Japanese flute. And it sounds exactly like Mandalorian from the Mandalorian mm. series. And so I got to look up which one came out first. Who ripped off who? You know? Because everyone's so, you know, the whatever it is. Uh, I can't really. I had not any of the right notes at all. But whatever that is, where it kind of alternates at the beginning of the Mandalorian theme, uh, it does it every once in a while in that game. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? They're both kind of samurai loners. It's the same fucking thing. Same fucking thing. Alex, if you were a turtle, 
and you caused me to mutate, would you feel bad about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheap for being around me. Yeah, say it sounds like you brought it upon yourself. You wanted to be my friend. You decided to hang out in the sewers with me. Uh, apparently, you don't know how to social space yourself from me. So, sounds like you had it coming. Oh, you know why? Because Mikey was a big proponent of being blood brothers, so they would always cut each other's hands and shake on it. So, <laughs> even April. Yeah, cut your fucking hand, April. Besides, besides drinking the sewer water too. So, yeah, and you know Casey was down there fucking. Fucking so, um, <laughs> that's what I was, say. What was he doing? Just humping the wall at first, then April showed up. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, he was shooting rope all over the place down there. Uh, winsetcomics.com, <laughs> winsetcomics605 at gmail.com, 605-215-1849. Set the farmer 215-1849. Yeah, it is. It's in the notes, also, by the way. Uh, at winsetcomics, at karat2188, at the AP Keaton, at Marvin underscore Sal Goro. Supercon 2022, this weekend, September 30th through the October 2nd, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota Convention Center. Uh, go to supercon.com, that's S-I-O-U-X-P-E-R-C-O-N.com for more information. I believe tickets are sold until Wednesday, and then you'll have to buy them actually in person on Friday. Tickets go on sale on Friday in person at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, so... Um, go to rootsoftheswampthing.com your definitive source for all things swampy as we were talking about before who knows this guy might be popping up all over the place um, Justice League Dark that's a perfect thing for HBO Max they could buy this they need to figure out what Swamp Thing could be such a, a money uh, tree for them I'll say <laughs> money tree nice and they constantly nice do not want to use them. Um, so go to rootsofswampthing.com, learn more about the Avatar of the Green, and uh, feel as bad as I do that he's not going to use to the capacity he could be. Uh, make sure also to visit our other sponsor, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. As I said before, WednesdayComics.com, subscribe to the show, and you can also click on the website link to go to the merch page uh, and get a piece of merchandise. That's probably where you'll find the mid-CU once I make that. Uh, Obi mid Kenobi. Uh, I'll give that to you, Garrett, uh, for Christmas. Yes. Uh, wow. I, mean, I just make a bunch of them. Hashtag guest host, guest host mid. Um, make one of those. Put Corey's face on it. So, <laughs> who knows? Guys, uh, Supercon coming up here. You know, I was going to dress up, but I didn't get the costume in time. So, I'll be showing up in my also Wednesday Comics gear. Come uh, on, bring Rocky back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not Rocky. That's fucking Macarena. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the Macarena. Macarena. <laughs> hey, Macarena. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rocky. Get up. What's that quote that he said? Mickey? Yeah. Well, if it's Rocky One, it's gonna you're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crap thunder. But well, Rocky Three, um, I think it is. Rocky Five. No, isn't it Three? No, it's Five, where he's like, "Get up, you son of a bitch!" Yeah, that's right. Mickey loves you. 
it's it's the Rocky movie we don't talk about, but the, it's it happened. He dies in that one, right? He dies in three. Oh yeah, there's a flash. Okay, that's why Spoilers. I thought he was in. Sorry, three. folks. That's why I thought he said in three. I was like, and then in four, R.I.P. Apollo. Yeah. God damn. The Italian Stallion. That first movie is a fantastic movie, and I don't think enough people give it a chance because they think it's, you know, a sports movie, but it really isn't. Coffin Link. No, it's a drama for sure. Coffin Link, his two box turtles. Who knows if they were mutants? They never show you in that movie, but I suspect they are. Um, who knows? By being around Rocky so much, they might have got, you know, mutated, and they're boxing turtles now, so. Hey. Nice. Or maybe Rocky was fucking one of the two. So I'm not sure they ever show that on screen. <laughs> hey, uh, cuff and link. <laughs> you ready me to cuff you? Um, let's link together, you motherfucker. Uh, he doesn't sound like that. What did you say about the finger? Oh, I should have broken your fingers. <laughs> you know, if Rocky existed in real life, that dude would not last in boxing. They would take advantage of his ass and he'd be gone within. You know, a year. Because they'd wrestle him to the ground. Hold up. Are you talking about Cuff and Link? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about these mutants? Mixing up mixing up a little bit? Jesus. Hello? I got no oh, comment. Yeah. I got nothing. I don't know. God. Zero things. Well, you're... Hey, uh... Sea turtles can be as big as that, that guy from the wake, right? Uh... That I don't think so, but they could be pretty. Where's big. your girlfriend at? She ran her. Ask her. There's a dinosaur sea turtle, but not nearly that big. Come on, two hundred feet across. The, the smallest whale was thirteen feet, and the longest whale is one hundred and ten feet long. No, I heard they uh, sea turtles used to have a. They do have a, like a two hundred foot wingspan. A two hundred foot wingspan. Yeah. Wow. I need to see this turtle. He's huge. That's shooting rope right there. Yeah, you know she's coming. (laughs) (laughs) All the mutants got more. (laughs) This dude is shooting rope and tying your ass up. And then you go deep down below and you'll meet the the wake guy with no hands. Mermaid, no hands. And uh, (laughs) I can't believe it that these mermen look like this. And uh, speaking of fucking, these pirates are out there, you know. Getting tricked by these guys. That's why they got spit in the face for this for that toxin. And they thought they were beautiful. But actually in real life, they they were fucking manatees, so <laughs> Jeez. That's true, isn't that true, Alex? That's true. Yeah, they were fucking manatees out there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys are leaving me speechless over here. The world we live in. I am not con- I'm not I'm not uh, uh, condoning. Condoning? Yes. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I'm not saying you should fuck animals. I'm saying people have fucked animals. <laughs> and if you don't know, then history and they will were repeat pirates. itself. <laughs> history will repeat itself if I don't tell you about the manatee and pirate fucking. All right? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. See you at <laughs> We'll see you at SuperCon, everybody. Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, enjoy the fall. We'll see you at Supercon. Keep turning those pages.